Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's where my man Patrick takes songs from the soundtrack of a movie and plays those selections for us. And based on those song selections, we should uh, take clues and hints as to what the feature is for midweek movie music. And uh, this week it was Blues Brothers. My man Harge got it actually on the, uh, the first selection. First time. First time. It's amazing. So actually two weeks in a row. You got oh, it on man. the first. You got it on the first song selection. Oh, you ain't gotta tell all them about I've my. I've been giving your props. How man. I've been doing on this get, thing. Give the man his props. <laughs> he did. He did the damn thing. It, it wild Patrick and I both that he got it today. Uh, so Blues Brothers, that was the focus. Uh, shout out to my man Patrick doing a great job for us. You can be a part of the show. Specs text line five one two three three seven three seven seven six. We also get into some NFL news notes and nuggets here. Let's start off talking about the conference championship uh, mm-hmm. matchups, gentlemen. The Final Four in the NFL. NFL biggest topic of conversation um, and we'll break this down obviously in much more detail uh, in the uh, couple of days leading up to uh, divisional uh, sorry the uh, conference championship weekend but the high ankle sprain of Patrick Mahomes after divisional round games was a big concern and a big reason why I was leaning Cincinnati still kind of leaning Cincinnati but the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams size, Cardi B size, Megan the Stallion size, Beyonce size. But is I've seen him recently uh, on several different videos today, walking on that ankle, warming up on that ankle, jogging on that ankle, and I gotta tell you, Harge, he looks good. Yeah, he does not look like he's limping. He does not look like he is uh, uh, laboring, if you will, uh, with that high ankle sprain. And if, even if it's at 75 or 80 percent to the point where he is, it's not noticeably uh, hindering him. I think Kansas City's going to be OK. Remember, let's not forget, guys, that Kansas City's dealt with this before with Patrick Mahomes. He suffered a high ankle sprain in 2019 versus Jacksonville. Yep. Uh, and he had, I think, one extra day's rest, but he didn't uh, miss any action at all. Uh, actually, the next week had 443 passing yards and four touchdowns versus Patrick's Raiders. Um, and then the playoff opener in 2020, maybe he suffers a concussion and turf toe, needed surgery later for that turf toe injury. Um, and then versus Buffalo the next week, 325 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, this is a guy that's played through injury. As a matter of fact, Brett Veach, the uh, GM, of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs who was there, who basically convinced Andy Reid to draft Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yep. His story is that he would send he would send Andy Reid uh, videos of Patrick Mahomes. Not joking, I'll read it. Here's an excerpt from an SI article from uh, four years ago. Um, Brett Veach started to send Andy Reid clips of Patrick Mahomes at 10 at a time. He would send Andy Reid so many clips that Andy Reid would text back, you're killing me. I'm trying to work here. <laughs> right. He was like, you got to draft this kid, watch this kid, watch this guy. Uh, Brett Veach said the game that convinced him to draft uh, Patrick Mahomes was actually the game where they got blown out. It was actually an Iowa State game. He said, V said he drove to Ames, Iowa for a meaningless game, playing in freezing cold with swirling winds. The stands were virtually empty when Tech fell way behind early, and Mahomes aggravated a shoulder injury that sent him to the sideline. At halftime, V said he packed up his bag, grabbed some food. He was getting ready to leave because he only went there to see Patrick Mahomes, and then he saw Mahomes return with a separated shoulder 
for no reason other than to compete because they were getting blown out. They were losing by like 30 points in that game. They were getting blown out badly. Matter of fact, the the game where uh, in the NFL where they got uh, blown out by the uh, – oh, man, what game was that? They really got – the Bengals. Yeah. Was it the Bengals game? I'm not no, sure. No, no, sorry, Bucks. Yep, yep, it yep, was yep. the Bucks game. Sorry, Bucks. But they had it was a playoff game. It was the Bucks game. That was like the worst loss they had had. You know, before that, that was the worst loss in his I mean, in a professional career, in his high level playing career. But the point is, he's been dealing with injuries and playing through injuries for a while. Uh, it's part of the reason Brett Veach likes him. He's tougher than people give him credit for. I was going to say, don't you say mm-hmm. that will be considered? He's got an X man quality about him. He comes yes. out there and gets he heals himself and mm-hmm. is able to get back on the field, and that means that he's got a high pain threshold. Uh, some people do, some people don't, but he's out there and walking on the field and walking out of the press conference and then going out there to work. Mm-hmm. So that is the impressive part for me is every time I see him go out there and you think he can't do something, I gave you the numbers yesterday about him being able to get out of the pocket and then coming back and staying in the pocket, and he still had over a 100 uh passer rating that's that's damn good man and then he was out there doing jump passes and the biggest story was make sure you can protect yourself and he showed that he could protect himself and that's why he he is who he is and that's why he's gonna probably be named mvp yeah Uh, i I think he will be i mean he got i believe 49 out of the 51st place votes um for the all pro team usually that's an indicator that you know he'll be uh, the MVP um, because right now I think it's a two-man race, two-player race. I think Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, who are among the two finalists, but also uh, Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, and Josh Allen, the other finalists for the uh, MVP award. Right. But I think Patrick Mahomes will win it. I think right. it's the 5,200-plus passing yards that led the NFL and led the NFL in passing touchdowns. I think that pretty much seals it for him. Let me ask you this, though. So we know that one of the tricks that Lou Anarumo used – to mess with Patrick Mahomes was not blitzing him as much mm-hmm. and basically sitting back. Now, if he has this injury, does that change how you look at it? Or do they still say it doesn't even matter that you're hurt because we're not even going to bring that much pressure on you because it's more about getting coverage pressure on you? Like, just because of how the Bengals have played him in the past, I'm not sure that injury at, is quite as big because their mm-hmm. whole deal has been not to pressure him as much because they know he's so good under pressure. I'm testing him to see what how the strength is. I heard I heard uh, Casey Stutter talking about the first time he has a pile up, the first time yeah. he gets tackled, you're going to see some people kind of twist that ankle and try to mm-hmm. get after it. It's just the way that it is. Some people call it dirty. I call it gamesmanship. Um, you go out there and you see exactly how he's going to feel, and that's fine. But if I'm I'm uh, Cincinnati. I'm bringing pressure because I want to see if he can move. And if he shows me he can move and he can be elusive, then I back it back off again. And, and that's how I would yep. approach it. Yeah. Uh, no, I think you want to give him the run. You want to try to get him out, okay. get yeah. him on the run a little bit. Yeah. And just to test to see if that ankle holds up or if not. Because the truth is, Patrick Mahomes is still probably the best pocket-passing quarterback in the NFL right now, too. We, we take for – you know, we kind of take for granted the fact that, you know, he can run. He just doesn't run. Right. But he keeps a lot of plays alive with his legs mm-hmm. and extends a ton of plays. That's why he ends up with Kelsey wide open because defenses are forced to cover Kelsey for six to seven seconds, which right. is an impossibility. Um, it almost makes him indefensible. So, yeah, I would try to get him on the move a little bit. But the truth is, man, he's one of those quarterbacks. You got to throw 
you got to throw a ton of different looks at them. Right. It's, it's not just one particular concept that you are going to deploy versus Patrick Mahomes, and that one concept is going to fluster him or discombobulate him. You got to do multiple things, which, by the way, Lou Anarumo, he does. Yeah. He is, he's easily, you could argue, the most creative defensive coordinator in the league. If you're looking at just pre-snap shell disguises and all of the uh, disguise coverages and disguise pressures. Nothing is as it seems when you are looking at a Lou Anarumo defense. Yeah. And by the way, guys, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, let's just play a little, little experiment here, right? Let's play a little game here. How many, can you name me three to four players on the on the Cincinnati Bengals defense? Uh, number one, Eli Apple. Okay. That's because everybody <clears throat> wants to beat him up. Okay. All right. Uh, Hinton. Joseph uh, Osai? And Joseph Osai. Give me Hubbard. S- yeah. And Hendrickson. Yep. You got it. Yeah. It's 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 tough because they don't have a lot of guys. Hilton is a good player. Yes, he is. Mike, um, Mike Hilton, right? Mike Hilton. Yep. He's a really good player. Most people cannot name you a lot of guys on this defense. DJ Reader's on a defense. I know that because it's time in H Town. Yeah. Uh, Logan Wilson. People don't talk about him. Hilton, Elap, Chidobe, and Woozy. Right. Uh, yep. You forget all about him on that defense, too. Jesse Bates is probably one of the best safeties in the league. It's really a no name defense, my point. They don't have a lot of star power. Yeah. Um, you know, even Joseph Asai, they drafted him early. Um, <clears throat> but he's not a starter because of, I mean, he gets a lot of playing time, but yeah, he came off the injury last year. So he wasn't even the starter for him. They just don't have a lot of star power necessarily. They got really good players. But what Lou Anarumo is doing, he should be getting more credit for it as a defensive coordinator. And I don't think he is. Mm-hmm. Because if we're not giving a ton of credit to the personnel, then I think you should be giving a ton of credit to the scheme. And I don't think we give enough credit to either one for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I think so too. I yeah. think so too. Yeah. And I think a lot of those players that you were just mentioning, they have something to prove. They know what they're going up against. It's the same thing I've been saying about – uh, you know that the ball is going to Travis Kelsey and you can't stop it. You mm. know that that's who they're going to yep. and you still can't stop it. That's the challenge for them. So that's what those guys are looking at. That's the that's what they're practicing right now is we know the ball is going to him. How can we stop it? Make somebody else beat us. Make Juju Smith-Schuster beat you. And it's also fair to say – and, and, you know, like I said, I agree because if Patrick Mahomes is healthy, that really changes the entire complexion of this matchup. But is it possible that Joe Burrow is just the kryptonite to Patrick Mahomes? It, it I seems mean, to be right now, 3-0 against him. When Peyton Manning came into the league and Peyton Manning started to hit his stride, everybody assumed, all right, Peyton Manning's going to win, I don't know, four or five Super Bowls, and then he'll be on his way to the Hall of Fame. And that's very well the case. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But what they didn't count on from a number one overall pick and a really and highly tidy guy at that time was a Tom Brady coming to the fold. And then mm-hmm. Tom Brady, and he had this rivalry, great rivalry over the years, but then Tom Brady ended up, we agree, getting the best of Peyton Manning most of the time, especially in the playoffs when he counted most. And then he goes down as the GOAT. Peyton Manning is still one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but not the GOAT. And I wonder, early on in this rivalry now developing between Patrick Mahomes and between Joe Burrow, I wonder if Joe Burrow could be the Tom Brady-esque figure here. Mm. And Patrick Mahomes, who everybody assumed, oh man, Patrick Mahomes already won an MVP, already won a Super Bowl. Man, how many? Not one, not two, not three. <laughs> he about to win four, five, six of these things. Right. He about to catch Tom Brady. And Joe Burrow's like, oh, not so fast. Not so fast, my friend. Yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow's here. I got something to say about that. And Joe Burrow has beaten him 
three times. He's undefeated versus Patrick Mahomes. Guys, the Kansas City Chiefs have been the most consistent and successful football franchise in the NFL in the mm-hmm. last four or five years. And they can't beat Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Mm. Can't. It's tough, man. You know what I mean? So I it's wonder. That we, we said the same thing about like the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning thing. And like I said, Peyton Manning should have had more Super Bowls. Still had two. Damn good career. Um, but And I'm sure Patrick Mahomes will get another one somewhere down the line. But may not get as many as we all thought when he won mm-hmm. that, you know, that MVP uh, and the Super Bowl MVP and the Super Bowl so early in his career because Joe Burrow is in the same damn conference, and he's going to have something to say about that. And you're going to have to beat him yeah. to get to that conference championship year in and year out. And we all yeah. thought it was going to be Josh Allen. Exactly. Yep. We all said Josh Allen versus yeah. Mahomes, pencil it in. Yep. And now it's like, sorry, Josh, you're not, you've been erased. You're not it is part now of the Joe party, Burrow man. versus Mahomes yep. until, one of them tell, until somebody else tells me it's not one of them. Yep. That's a great point. We all thought it would be him, and it's, nah, it's not right now. It keeps falling short. It it's not it's gonna be it's gonna be Burrow and Mahomes, yeah. not Allen and Mahomes. That's yeah. just that's just crazy. So I, I love this rivalry. It's a great rivalry, and it's hard to pick against Joe Burrow. It's just hard. He now he's gonna go into this matchup with a against a healthier Mahomes than we all thought, mm-hmm. and he's still gonna be missing three old linemen. But does it matter with Joe Burrow? Not for him. <laughs> not for him. He's like, <laughs> I got my wide receivers over here. I got my running backs. We'll make do. We playing seven on seven. So we just watched Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago versus the Bucks, missing multiple starting offensive linemen. And what happened and to Patrick Mahomes? Move. He could not yeah. operate at no, all. No. He looked discombobulated and stupefied. Very And everybody true. says to themselves, you know what? If we picked against Tom Brady and the Bucks, we were just stupid because football theory tells you you down multiple starting offensive linemen going up against any elite exactly. defensive front, then you are going to lose no matter who your starting quarterback is. Joe Burrow defies that football logic. Yep. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the most a- sack quarterback in the history of the Super Bowl. And he almost won the damn thing. Yeah, he he, make, he <laughs> makes you understand that we are in every game regardless of the, the the situation. Makes no sense. Make yourself available for me, and I will make some things happen. Uh, between he and Lou Anamurmo, they got a shot to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you uh, the totals, the point totals of the opposing teams that played Cincinnati um, and the last two years in the playoffs. Uh, the Cincinnati defense – um, they allowed 19 to Las Vegas, 16 to Tennessee, 24 to Kansas City, 23 to the Rams, 10 to Baltimore, and 10 to Buffalo. Wow. Dude. Yeah, they're um, and the rumors dealing out there. I'm going to be in every game, bro, just so you know. <laughs> just so you know I'm in every game. Ooh, and you yeah. better bring it every single I, time. What, what, what would it take? What would, you, what would it take for you to trade Joe Burrow of your Cincinnati? Because considering the situation – I don't think you could offer me three of your total drafts. I'm talking about three drafts. The whole damn thing. I'm talking about all 10, 11 picks for three straight drafts. I don't think I'd trade Joe Burrow. If you were to trade Joe Burrow, you better leave town. Yeah, you better get security. You, 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 <laughs> you better go buy Meek Mill's Bulletproof uh, Escalade. He's trying to sell for 180000 because the people in Cincinnati oh, yeah. will hunt you down. You're going to get shanked. Th- that will be like yeah. Kansas City trading Patrick Mahomes. It would be. You just don't do that. You can't. It's impossible now. Just like that. But even I'm just saying, like theoretically, just as hypothetically throwing out a thought experiment, I wouldn't trade him for anything. Like I think mean, he's that good, right? And he's that good, and he's that young. 
and he's that young, but he's old because he was in college he's, for he a is, long time. He's he like, is, he, been true, at, he is older. Rod, he is the third oldest quarterback still in the playoffs. That is true. That's a good Which point. Which is absurd, but the oldest quarterback is Patrick Mahomes at 27. Yeah, but I'll, And then Joe yeah. Burrow's 26. Yep. Jalen Hurts is 23, uh, 24. Brock Purdy is 23. I want to say that is the, the ages of your quarterbacks in the playoffs. And don't forget, Stetson Bennett is 25. <laughs> <laughs> Stetson Bennett your is older than the <laughs> NFC Championship quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, someone said Bills fan here. He smoked us just like that cigar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look what he right. did to the Bills on the road. Yep. Minus two, minus three offensive linemen. Yeah, on the road. Minus two drives. Offensive man. Dude, I was walking Lou. I get back. It's fourteen zero. I know. It, <laughs> right. It, it wasn't even entertaining after a while. I was like, they're just gonna whip them the whole. They gonna oh. whip them like they stole something. The I whole got time. out of my car at a birthday party. The parking lot was less than fifty feet. We walk in, it's already 7 nothing. <laughs> I'm like, we were just listening to the game in the car. My man CB said, Bengals players call Arrowhead Burrowhead. <laughs> <laughs> they bringing it. Dude, I'm telling you, man. I, I don't know. Sorry, KC fans. I'm sorry that we're talking about it. We we may change our, man, our name by the end of the week, Ooh. but it just doesn't look good. He's 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes. And to your point, Rod, you called it kryptonite. That's that might be what it is. I, Everybody has one. I, that's the thing is, I think I think Lou Anarumo is kryptonite, and Joe Burrow is just another Superman. Like, you could be. Yeah, that's the deal. Is what you call it? Another uh, the. The, ultra, the Bizarro Superman. Bizarro Superman. Yeah. yeah, like all the Spider-Man pointing at each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's you, that's you, that's you. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, talking about uh, Cincinnati, and we were talking about this in the break, uh, the further and further we get away from 3rd and 17, the less uh, guilt you feel about it as a Longhorn fan, and, and the players should feel less guilt about it too, giving up 3rd and 17 to the LSU team. Joe Burrow to Justin Jefferson. <laughs> They're both finalists. For the MVP award. Good googly muggly. So, yeah. It's all right. It's okay. They were good players. They were good players. Just wear it, guys. You still shouldn't have been able. You still shouldn't have let them convert third and 17, but it's all right. Yep. It took MV, It took future MVP finalists in the NFL to do it again. Dude, no two doubt. of the top five offensive players in <laughs> the National Football League. There you yeah. go. Come on. Amen, brother. That's what I'm saying. That's One of them make Kirk Cousins look good. That's how good. <laughs> yeah, good point. Uh, hold on. Not only Kirk Cousins. That's a good point. There are a lot of people whose fates were forever changed because of that LSU run. I think about Joe Brady. After that, Joe Brady hooked up with Matt Rule, and then Matt Rule ended up firing Joe Brady like a year uh-huh. later, and then he had a fault. Now he's with Buffalo. He was Buffalo. Yep. At the court, was it a quarterback coach of Buffalo, I believe? Mm-hmm. Something like he that? is. I mean, he has got an interview set up with the Chargers, though. Uh, that's, for the should. offensive coordinator oh, position. That's good. I like that, actually. So he's I'm got a, a, I don't know. That, I'm a Joe Brady fan. I, I, I'm a Joe Brady fan, but, man, Josh Allen did not want to make me a Joe Brady fan this year because he was <laughs> worse this year than he was last year. That's fair. So when you add in a guy, I don't want you to be worse. That's a good point. You know, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but you never know how much input he has in offensive coordinator. We know in Carolina he didn't have all the input. So that's true. You never know. And then you have uh, Ed Orgeron's career was Forever uh, made. Yep. Then, right, just like, he, he had a Joe, a made man he, he, had a, he had a Joe Brady type of experience too, because after that, he yeah. had a precipitous fall from grace. Very and much then, so. And then, then they go, uh, well, we're gonna pay you to let you gonna pay me? I told me two years ago I don't let him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good point though about Joe Brady being a quarterback coach. You know who I think the best quarterback coach right now in the NFL might be? Brian Greasy with San Fran. 
A lot of people didn't even realize Think he was there, bro. Because yeah. remember, I saw him on the sideline. Mm-hmm. I said, man, when did Shannon get Brian Greasy over yeah, there? Yeah, Anthony got Lynn over there, there too. Yeah, got Anthony, Anthony Lynn. Lynn. Oh, he's smart. Yeah, I think yeah. he's, I, I bet he tries to get Nathaniel Hackett, too. He, he loves getting guys like that. He wants to be a little bit of Creative. Nick Saban's, Nick Saban's coaching car wash. Like, yeah. hey, you, know, you, out of, you out of pocket a little bit? Come on over here. We'll hook you up. But think about what he's done. Trey Lance, then Jimmy Garoppolo, yep. and now Brock Purdy. Look, Brian Greasy is doing a hell of a job as a quarterback coach. Yep. That, that, that's very fair. He's mashing it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, we got some MVP discussion in there also. We didn't get to the quarterback rumors. This is all you need to know pretty much. Aaron Rodgers is playing hard to get once again. Um, and even though he's due to make around $59 million, uh, there are talks that he could be traded. Adam Schefter says if, if. The Packers explore a trade. He will not be traded within the NFC. And uh, Peter King is reporting that if if Aaron Rodgers is to be traded, that the New York Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 that they are willing to offer at least two first-round picks mm. to get their man. Mm. Hey, man, that's, you know, Robert Sala's got to get The defense is fine. Yeah. The defense is fixed. There's a top-10 defense in the second year with Robert Sala. It is fixed. It is done. You yep. just need somebody to fix the offense, and you know maybe Aaron Rodgers is the first step in fixing that offense because it it damn show ain't your uh ain't your quarterback you thought it was gonna be. Nah, some things not have changed. Yeah, yeah, Zach Wilson just I like and I like Zach Wilson, but I, that's not it. At least not there with the Jets. It's gonna have to work somewhere else. So the Jets quarterback coach might not be as good, right? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta look up that guy. I'm not yeah, sure who he is, but exactly. you're right. That, that guy might be in hot water. Probably probably a vacancy right now dealing with them. Uh, all right, so uh, that is... Oh, you know what? There's one other NFL topic that I wanted to get to, but we can save that one. It's actually... It's a bit of evergreen topic. We can hit that right. one tomorrow, and we'll talk about the Bills GM taking a shot at the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll get into that tomorrow. Let's talk some baseball. One player uh, selected for the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, we'll give my man Hard his thoughts about this. He mm. did hit it in Harsh Knock Life, but we're going to hit it again coming up right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049. Wake up! Wake up! Don't be lost when you can Don't be lost when you can For the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. All right, welcome back to Bob Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. Blues Brothers, that is the movie featured for midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. My man Patrick playing jams from the soundtrack of Blues Brothers. Um, before we actually, before my man Harge guessed the uh, Blues Brothers uh, as the feature, usually he would play song selections from that soundtrack, and based on those clues and hints uh, that we get from those songs, we would have to guess uh, exactly what movie is featured for midweek movie music, and it was Blues Brothers this week. So shout out to my man Patrick doing a great job there. As always. All right, let's get to uh, some baseball conversation while we have some time. This is, uh, I would say it's a hot topic, but it feels like Groundhog Day. I feel like we had this conversation about the uh, Pro Baseball Hall of Fame year after year and how they are uh, doing a disservice uh, to the game by the, um, I don't know, the, the way that the sanctimonious fashion that they try to um, safeguard the Hall of Fame, and the the legacy and history of the game. Um, But for those who have not been keeping up with it, they did did make a selection 
for the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame. Just one. Uno. That's right. Only one guy. Scott Rowland was elected to the National Baseball Hall of Fame for the second year in a row. Harge, you talked about this in Harsh Knock Life. And my theory is, or at least my opinion, I should say, is more about Hall of Fames are simply museums. They are just a museum telling the history of the game. And even if that history is a history that we would like to forget or it is a uh, unfortunate, sad, disturbing history, you still must tell the history of the game through the Hall of Fame. And when you decide to leave out certain members, certain uh, you know times and instances, certain events, whatever they may be in that timeline that represents the Hall of Fame, you're just doing a disservice to the legacy and the history of the game. Essentially, you're you're whitewashing history, all right, and that's you know we all know that's uh, that's not going to help anybody. It's all going to leave us a little bit more ignorant um, and leave us all, uh, a, unfortunately, uh, leave us all a little bit in the dark about where the game actually is going and where uh, where where it came from, like what happened in the past to get us to this point. Right, and that's that's the frustrating part, especially um, I'll use myself as the example the the era that I was playing in. I got a chance to watch these guys come up through the minor league system. I saw the work that they put in. I saw when they got to the big leagues how how they continue to play the game and they get better and better and better. And 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 it's just rare to me and the thing that really drove me nuts was when you look at who's the first ballot, who's the second ballot. Who's a unanimous? Who's mm-hmm. not a unanimous? And I, I want to give kudos to one of our texters who hit me up earlier. He said Nolan Ryan was not a hundred percent, and I didn't even I didn't I, I didn't even think about Nolan mm-hmm. not being one hundred percent. Ken Griffey Jr. not being one hundred percent. We've only had one person that was a unanimous s- selection, one hundred percent. That's crazy. And that was Mariano Rivera. Mm. That makes, I mean, what? And he deserved it. Um, but, but so did others. But so did others. <laughs> the Ken Griffey Juniors, the Chipper Jones, and and some of these other notable players that deserve to be in the Hall mm. of Fame, whether it's 100% or not, why is it these, some of these guys aren't being first ballot Hall of Famers? Mm-hmm. You saw them play. Exactly. I don't think anybody deserves to be. Why? Why? You don't give a true reason to the fact that you don't put him in there. Andrew Jones is one of the best center fielders to ever play the game, and he keeps coming up short. Todd Helton. Todd Helton went in baseball because Peyton Manning came in. Peyton Manning had to sit behind Todd Helton Mm -hmm. at um, Tennessee, and then he got to go and do the things that he was doing, and he just missed being into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And then there's some guys that you look and say, ah, they might be borderline. And a lot of people are asking the question about Scott Rowland right now. Being into the Hall of Fame, they're like, ah, he was a good player, but is he Hall of Fame worthy? You know, obviously he is. He's in. But those questions will always be asked about what is the criteria because you you keep people out for things that they did off the baseball field. Mm -hmm. But it's supposed to be about what you did on the field. And that is why you are able to write about them. That's why you're able to blog about them. That's why you're able to do some of the things that you're doing. That's your job, right? So now that's your job. And sometimes the writers are just taking what we see every single day 
they're taking it way too far because they may have a grudge against somebody. It just doesn't make sense to me. And, and I mean, like, I get this whole thing of, well, there's never been a first, so why do we, you know, this is the way it's always been done. We change the way it's always been done. Exactly. Like, I, it's it's a bad excuse to say, oh, we've always done it wrong, so let's keep doing it wrong. Yeah. Hey, man, we're hurting the game of baseball. We're hurting the fans. We're hurting everything. But we should keep doing it because these other guys were too stupid to put this guy in on a first ballot because they had some massive criteria because he wasn't nice to me when I went in and uh, there was one cookie left and he ate the cookie, so he ain't a first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> right. well, what do you do on the field? I don't care. He ate the cookie. Like, right. that's, he ate the cookie. But that's, it's, <laughs> like, it, I get that's the way it was. Change it. Stop being that way. You're getting worse. Yeah. You're, you're going backwards because now, once we put in the debate of, of steroids, now it became any sort of issue. Anything that might be seen as maybe this guy took a slight advantage, well, then he wasn't like the guys that before we had every game on TV and everything on film that we knew they were doing it too back then. It was just harder to tell. It, what, I don't, I just, it bothers me so much that you have this opportunity. And I'll say this, I get people don't like that the NBA Hall of Fame has too many people in it. I love it because when when I talk to a younger kid about basketball and they're like, how'd that guy get in? And I get to talk to him about a Mitch Richmond who would – Mitch Richmond would, mm. would not be on the ballot. He wouldn't get 5% of the vote in the right. MLB. Right, But he's in, he can be in an in NBA and he'd be like, oh, man, let me tell you about Run TMC. Yep, I agree. Yeah, no, and, and like I, I can tell you about this thing that – you know how they're scoring 150 every night now in the NBA? They were doing that 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun to talk and go back and go through these things. And you deprive everybody of having those conversations and having that fun when you want to be so strict about a game. A game that you're losing yeah, football exactly. and basketball because you guys are idiots. <laughs> Very fair. Yeah, That's why I look at it that way, too. And then you look at a guy, and I'm not taking anything away from Big Poppy, but put his numbers up against some of these other guys and Big Poppy's in, and he was in the middle of a steroid era as well. But you know why? Because he's part of the media. Mm-hmm. He's hanging out with everybody. Yeah. He's big papi. Yeah. You know what I was like? This is our city, man. <laughs> this is our city. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's in there. But other guys are not being able to get into the Hall of Fame. It's it's really absurd. It's really yeah, absurd. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. And it's, like I said, it's troubling at this point because every Hall of Fame's got their issues. The NFL, is they got a huge log jam happening at several positions. They got to fix that. Mm-hmm. Um, and basketball, as uh, Patrick mentioned, a lot of people think it's it's a little too lax um, and letting that the criteria might be a little too loose in terms of yeah. letting everybody in. Uh, but the worst issues by far, not even close, that are you know almost existential issues are the issues that baseball's Hall of Fame has. Right. Because they can't even tell the story of the game at all. That's crazy. At all. You you man, you're turning your you you're turning Pete your Hall Rose of Fame. Pete Rose isn't in there. You're turning your Hall of Fame into a sham. Yeah, you ain't got you you ain't got all time leaders yeah. in your Hall of Fame. <laughs> exactly. You know, wait, who, hey, who has the most home runs? Barry Bonds. I, I didn't see it. You're in the Hall of Fame. Who had yeah. the most hits? Pete Rose. Oh, you're in there. I didn't see. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if I tried to teach a kid about the history of baseball, he would have gaps. If I took my exactly. tube to the Hall, the Hall of Fame to say, "Hey, we're gonna teach you about the game. We're gonna start at the beginning, and we're gonna turn. We're gonna teach you everything you need to know about the game from from the origin and to Genesis to present day." There will be gaps in that history. Absolutely. And that that child would be left ignorant It'd about like, the game. Oh? Like, what? That doesn't make sense. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. It doesn't make sense at all. I don't know who's going to fix it and when they're going to fix it because I think right now the problem may just be too widespread. Very much and so. And I hate it, but you might have to wait some of the old regime 
or have moved on. That's the best way I can say it. Well, you're going to. No, I mean, move yeah. on to other things. Might have to do that. <laughs> right? Might have to do uh, that. All right, let's move on uh, to the next segment. We're going to wrap this thing up, put it in the oven, and we'll let you know what's on tap right here on Ball Don't Lie, 149 The Horn. Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's... That is... All right, welcome back to Bar Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Kind of wrap it up and put it in the oven. Before we do, we'll let you know what's on tap. Go to hornfm.com if you missed any part of any of the shows. You can go there and catch up with them on the podcast page. What's on tap for you, Harsh? I'm going to go home and be mad trying to figure out why these people aren't <laughs> putting the right people into the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. That does make you angry. It As does. a sports fan, this is so, so And stupid. then I just realized that Jeff Kent... Didn't get in on his final year on the ballot. It's a damn shame. It is. Come on, man. Uh, Patrick, what's on tap for you tonight, brother? Head out to the bar. My buddy, my buddy's birthday today, so we're going oh, to have some drinks. To you, nice. Happy birthday to you, your kinfolk there. Uh, all right, I'm going home tonight. I'm going to watch some trash TV, man. Something right. catchable trash TV. I do TV. need to catch up on uh, uh, Abbott Elementary. Oh, yeah, I'll probably watch Abbott tonight. You haven't watched last week's? No. Oh, last week's was classic. I've been, you know, I've been busy. You've been busy. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. You've been busy. Yeah. Uh, you guys out there, I know you're busy, but we appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves. More importantly, take care of each other. Peace.